With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's that time. Lock and load. The Michael Berry Show is on the air. This is Mrs. Shirley Culica with your astrological forecast. Aquarius, you are so bullheaded. Quit telling people what to do. You're such a control freak. That's your problem. Pisces, all of your recent lies and secrets is fixed to come out, honey, like the Ken Star Report. You better hire your lawyer. Virgo, today is not a day to go around putting your white glove in people's house trying to see if it's clean or not. Go clean your own tub for a change. Leo, Leo the depressed. Have you took your uh, nerve medication this week? Because everybody be wondering. Cancel. Cancel with your moon face, moody self. Go ahead on and hang up on people in. Stay home. See if anybody care. Gemini, Gemini the jealous fool. Honey, you can't even have one of these people watching you eat a bowl of cereal before they get jealous and want one. Gemini, just stay home and lock the door. Sagittarius with your bad taste. Today is a good day for you to head to Kmart or Walmart and buy you some $3 shoes. Capricia coin. All Capricorn coins is chemical dependency. This is a well-known fact. But it is your cheapness that is going to hurt you today. Go ahead. Spend a dollar. Aries. Aries. All of them notes that you have been writing to yourself about your diet because you is a diet freak is fit to be found. And somebody going to go through your diet pills. Taurus, whoever you is, you be sleeping with other people's husbands and you are wrong for that. Libra, Libra is the most ignorant of all the astrological folkheads. Today is a bad day for Libra. Your car will probably flood out. Your brakes is going to fail and your driver's license going to get revoked. But that have never stopped you in the past. Scorpio, your sex crazy ways are fig to be told. Everybody know what you be doing, honey, because you are too ignorant not to cover your tracks. This is Shirley Q. Licker, Lucky in the Stars. Bye, honey. Today we will explore the source of Donald Trump's popularity. The issue that I think has driven him to the top of the polls 
And make no mistake, Ben Carson has bobbed in and out of the lead, but Donald Trump has remained consistent. It bears noting that Carson has not yet taken the onslaught of other candidates and the media the way Trump has. Trump has sustained a strong showing to put him in first or very close in every single poll. The state of Florida, where you have the former governor and a current senator. State of New Hampshire, a liberal state. Even the Republicans in the state are liberal Republicans. The state of Iowa, where Trump has been in the lead and then wasn't and then is back again, where it is established fact that Christian conservatives tend to fare the best. The state of Texas, the South, the North, the West Coast, the heartland, it has not mattered. Trump has remained in the lead or close enough to it consistently across every state, across every region, across national polls, and has done so for a sustained amount of time. And there is a reason for it. The establishment won't see what that reason is, but we'll talk about it. It's illegal immigration, and we're going to have a conversation about what that means. But first, Jeb Bush says he'll win New Hampshire. Battered in the polls, Jeb Bush is still projecting confidence out on the campaign trail here in New Hampshire. He sat down on his bus with News 9's John DeStaso this afternoon and said he plans to be celebrating after all the first-in-the-nation ballots are counted. I'm going to win it. Win for you? No, I'm going to win it. Okay. There's a difference. I, I honestly believe I'm going to win New Hampshire. Hmm. Why would Jeb? I'm sorry. That's not. That's in. That's unfair to Jeb to call him Jeb. He's redone his logo, and they dropped the exclamation mark. <laughs> you know, first you, first you do the Jeb. I'm never really sure whether it was yep or jeb, but it was meant to be uh, an exclamatory statement. But now they've they've dropped it. I think they've decided, you know what, look, people are not excited. We, we can't win. This part of the reset. We've relaunched. Sorry. Sorry. We, we changed our mind. He's not excited. He's not exciting. You're not excited. There is no excitement anywhere around him. So let's just stop and we'll just, it'll just be jeb. Jeb. Just Jeb. Just Jeb. Jeb who? You don't need to know. You don't need to know. Well, he's got to have a last name. No, no, he's he's just Jeb. Well, how did some guy with a, Is he Cher? Is he Adele? Is he, who Who is he? I, I, I never heard of him before. He, he Is he... It's like, how did he go to the front without... It's not Ben and Ted and, and, and Marco. How did he get to be the, the front? I mean... Where did he, is he from Florida? Where where did he come? I mean, there has to be a qualifier to Jeb. Jeb Jeb who is he? Does he have famous lineage? Is he first degree of consanguinity of two presidents? What? Why? Why is the entire establishment locked up? By, is he just some guy named Jeb? That's odd. That's it's like a homeless dude. Homeless people always have one. Name. We have a homeless Victor who calls the show, and we add homeless as a qualifier to Victor because we don't know Victor's last name. And we all understand. We don't need to know Victor's last name. There's a homeless guy at, at the corner on on uh, two intersections in in Houston. There's a loop, and then there's a major thoroughfare, and he goes by the name Spider Man. 
You don't need to know he's Spider-Man Lopez or Spider-Man. He's just Spider-Man. So how can he just be Jeb? Surely, surely, surely his last name matters. I mean, he might be from some famous family. Is he Hispanic and he doesn't want to put that last name? Why is he hiding the last name? I mean, the only other person that does that is he'll... Oh, that's right. <laughs> when your primary qualification is the family you came from, you do the takeaway. I don't want any of you to think of me as being from that famous family. I want you to support me for who I... Who are you? I, I know the rest of your family. Who are you? I think you're only there because you were already at the party. We've gone through everyone else, and, and you're you're the one that's still qualified to be president based on the two terms or the age, or you know, not an age qualification on the top end. But you, your your last name seems to be your primary qualification. Why are you not putting it on there? Maybe we won't know. Maybe if you stand on your tippy toes, you'll be the tallest candidate. Maybe if you send your staffer in to heck. Maybe you're at 3% in the poll, Jeb. Or Jeb. I don't know who you are anymore. I don't know which one it is. The Michael Berry Show. Oh, Michael Berry. seen the story we don't break news here we discuss it usa today reported pentagon paid sports teams millions for patriotic events the pentagon has paid more than nine million dollars to professional sports franchises the past four years including 6.8 million to stage quote Paid patriotism, end quote, events. Senators Jeff Flake and John McCain disclosed on Wednesday. The events ranged from full field displays of the American flag to enlistment 
and reenlistment ceremonies and emotional reunion events where a service member returns to the surprise of family members. Quote, the report says, quote, unsuspecting audience members became the subjects of paid marketing campaigns rather than simply bearing witness to teams, authentic, voluntary shows of support for the brave men and women who wear our nation's uniform. The quote continues, It is hard to understand how a team accepting taxpayer funds to sponsor a military appreciation game or to recognize wounded warriors or returning troops can be construed as anything other than paid patriotism. So says John McCain, chairman of the Senate Armed Services Committee. The article continues. The advertising marketing contracts were intended to help with recruiting efforts, but the military has no hard evidence they were effective. Many of the agreements involved the National Guard. The exact amount of the marketing contracts that went toward activities deemed as paid patriotism could not be determined. Among the biggest beneficiaries were NFL teams, which were paid more than $6 million. The Atlanta Falcons received 879000 The New England Patriots, 700000 The Buffalo Bills, 650000 The Atlanta Braves received $450,000, the most of any Major League Baseball franchise, while the Minnesota Wild were paid $570,000, the most of any National Hockey League team. The Atlanta contracts included a 2013 event during which a roaring crowd cheered as the Falcons welcomed, Falcons welcomed 80 Guard members who unfurled an American flag across the Georgia Dome's turf. The report said, Little did those fans, or millions of other Americans, know that the National Guard had actually paid the Atlanta Falcons for this display of patriotism. You know, it makes for a salacious headline, doesn't it? Professional sports teams getting paid to pretend to be patriotic. And it makes you feel a bit cheated, doesn't it? If the authenticity of an event that you believed was real, while no less emotional, look, if... I'm a sucker, and I, I and I am unashamed of this. If a guy comes home and his family doesn't know it, and he comes out on the field and his wife thinks she's won the, you know, free hot dog for a year, free Coca-Cola, two free tickets, and they bring her out on the field, our winner tonight on the, you know, those those things they do in between innings, baseball games, you pick one of the three, and – and the woman who, you know, she they go, yeah, you won, lady. And she comes down, and she thinks she's going to be honored. And the fans can see it, but she can't. And her husband comes across, and he's in his fatigues. And she turns around and sees him, and she starts, you know, just that, that awful. It's kind of a she-jack face, really, but it's because you're emotional. Where, you know, the face droops, and like you're having a stroke, and you're just shocked. The tears come streaming out. Man, I would tell you, 
grown men will tell you that's an emotional moment. And it's no, if it's authentic, if she didn't know and she was truly surprised, man, you feel, wow, that's, man. Because, you know, everyone feels for the families. They're off. Not only are they at risk that they're going to come home in a, in a coffin, but they're away from their families. Many of you out there are away from your families, even if you're not in war. Plenty of people in Houston are in North Dakota right now. And if they come home early, they'll be their wives will be very excited they came home. And if they're not, it'll be that Garth Brooks song where daddy drives the 18-wheeler through the hotel room where she's holed up with some dude and the kids are at home. But these are very emotional moments. And we all experience that. We all feel it. If you were to ask the average person there, um, do you think the Army paid to set that up? They would say, are you kidding? No, they didn't pay. That's the sports teams doing what's right. Everybody wants the sports teams to get paid. They they got players to pay. They got attendants to pay. Uh, 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 room attendants, uh, parking lot attendants, uh, off-duty officers. Somebody's got to go rake the field. Somebody's got to stripe the line. Everybody gets that, right? Uh, players' uh, salaries are through the roof. They got to they got to put new turf down or new grass. Everybody understands that. But I don't think anybody expects that for that display it was paid. There are just certain things in society that that folks expect. You know, you 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 did that out of the out of the patriot. You did that out of the good. Heck, it's goodwill. Who doesn't love the teams for doing that? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's the right thing to do. The article continues. Besides the major sports franchises, the military paid NASCAR about $1.6 million. For that, the U.S. Air Force received, among other things, personal appearances by driver, by, by retired driving legend Richard Petty. 
In statements in the report, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell and Falcons owner Arthur Blank defend the voluntary support the league and its teams provide to the military. President Obama spokesman Josh Earnest offered a mild defense Tuesday of the military using sporting events as a promotional stage. I'll read more of the article, but I leave you to ask yourself, are, are you surprised? Now, surely some of this money is going for sweets. Surely some of this money is, is going for things that a number of other organizations would pay to to be out on the field in front of the fans. That's marketing. That That's, that's why you buy ads, right? But I, I think passing this off as, as authentic when it's not... The Michael Berry Show. They say that I'm the kind of man who always speaks his mind. To me, there's nothing stronger than the truth. They can ask me almost anything and I'll tell it like it is. But darling, when they ask me about you, I tell it like it used to be. When you were still in love with me, before you got to you. A report that appeared in USA Today has been picked up across the WWW thing from the U.S. Armed Armed, uh, uh, Services Committee. Says that uh, the Pentagon has been paying professional sports teams and NASCAR and different places for what they are referring, not the NFL, not the sports teams, not the Pentagon, but what the committee is referring to as paid patriotism. Josh Ernest was asked his opinion on this, and he said, I'm not aware that the president has weighed in on this, and I will acknowledge that I'm not aware of the policies that govern those kinds of relationships. I do know that the Department of Defense would likely say that these kinds of relationships enhance their recruiting efforts. I don't think anyone doubts that it enhances their recruiting efforts. If you were to show up at high school graduations and grab every man who was six feet tall and 200 pounds and throw them in the back of a van and ship them off to war, that would enhance your recruiting efforts. It would increase them. It doesn't make it right. No one's asking about the efficacy of doing this. Everyone knows that if you stage events that you pay for to look patriotic, there are a lot of young people in the audience who are going to say, wow, so if I come home from work as a plumber or if I go off on a on a project as, as a roughneck and I'm gone for – six, nine months, and I come home, and it's dangerous, and it's it's hard work, and I come home, 
and my wife is there waiting. No one, you know, nobody cries that I've come home. If I go off to war and I come home, a stadium full of people will stop cheering for a sporting event and say, wow, that's a hero. Look at that. Wow, that's a moment. And you can't deny that that young people are going to, young men particularly, are going to be impressed by that and within a week are going to go sign up. Sign me up. I want to be part of that. That guy did his duty. I want to do mine. It's my responsibility. No one's doubting that. The question is, no one's even doubting that, that the armed forces should be able to uh, should be able to advertise. I mean, those great advertisements are part of their recruitment efforts. We expect that part of the military's budget is recruiting new soldiers to go in and fight, or new Marines. Everyone gets that. Nobody's complaining. We expect that they're going to have offices and they're going to give out pins when you walk in and there's going to be a sales job put on young people. Everybody gets that. But that doesn't speak to what would appear to be, if not a stolen valor, then a sense of a sense of maybe not fraud, but a sense of, of having been cheated. Senator Flake asked in May for records of all marketing contracts since 2012 between military and sports franchises after discovering one between the New Jersey Army National Guard and the New York Jets. But the material he received from the Pentagon was incomplete and in some cases misleading. Military officials turned over only about two-thirds of the 122 contracts identified by Senate investigators. Now, here's the deal. We've been told for years that we can't know anything about what our military is doing because it's it's glamorous. It is great. It's patriotic. It's wonderful. It's in our national defense that they keep secrets from us, even if those secrets are that our troops are not well-trained or our troops lack sufficient gear or how many people are, are killed from friendly fire. We can't know all that. You don't get to know all that, public. You just pay the bills and shut up. Send your boys. We need them. But this is not a national secret. This is not things that need to be protected. This is the culture of the military that we, the public, whose boys they so desperately want because they need them for war, whose money they so desperately need because it pays their salaries and it pays for these ad campaigns, but they don't believe we should get to know. This isn't a national security issue. This is a marketing deal. Nothing more, nothing less. Hand it over. And this is one of those times you can't actually claim, whoa, 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 you know, I know y'all want us to give this information over so the public will know, but but it will endanger our troops. No, not this time. This this one doesn't. The September memo from the Pentagon said the military branches should neither fund nor approve any sports marketing or sports-related contract in which the terms of the contract require the service to pay to honor members of the armed services. I disagree with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with the military using their marketing dollars to honor people that have come home. Your recruitment dollars should not be limited to paying recruiters to go talk to young men to go serve. It is altogether fitting and proper that your recruitment dollars should include honoring the people who've come home who served. That is one form of recruitment to show people 
that you are respected and honored. And in fact, they ought to be using money to take care of the VA. Because when our veterans don't get good health care, that has to have a chilling effect to young people going off and serving. If you value my service so much, then why don't you assure me that when I get home, I'll have proper medical care? I don't have a problem with honoring the troops. I don't have a problem with them paying to honor the troops. Just don't lie about it. Don't be deceitful about it. Disclose it. Uh, Sponsored by the United States military. In the next program, we will honor our veterans. People would be fine with that. It's the deceptiveness that bothers us. The Michael Berry Show. This old highway's getting longer It seems there ain't no end inside To sleep would be best But I just can't afford to rest I got a ride in Denver tomorrow night I called the house but no one answered For the last two weeks, no one's been home I guess she's through with me To tell the truth, I just can't see What's kept a woman holding on this long And the white line's getting longer And the saddle's getting cold I'm much too young to feed this damn old Story broke yesterday. Pentagon paid sports teams millions for patriotic events. I think everyone recognizes that the military pays to recruit. You see TV commercials during sports events. Not not in any way surprising. What did surprise a number of people, because I've had the conversation, is that millions of dollars were paid to sports teams in exchange for what this report from the Senate Armed Services Committee is calling paid patriotism, which is where teams are having the National Guard come out and unfurl the flag or the emotional reunions of a soldier coming home. I I guess most of us just figure the teams would want to do that on their own because that's the that kind of stuff matters to people. It, it it's good PR. Look at us. We're we're honoring veterans. That that in and of itself is 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 worth it. This Sunday from noon to six at the Redneck Country Club, a place we all go to, we will honor uh, Marines, and we'll serve barbecue to them at no cost, and we'll give them their first two drinks at no cost to them, which we cover. And that's something we do for a number of different reasons. A, it's a way to honor them. B, our members appreciate it. It's a way for our members to get to help Marines that they may not know. 
And our staff looks forward to it every year. It's, it's a big day when we do that. So I, I would have assumed the teams did that for the same reasons. And many of them may. This, this may be somewhat isolated. Gabe, you're on the Michael Berry Show. Go ahead. Mr. Michael Berry? Yes. Hello. What a pleasure to talk to you, sir. Glad to have you on. I, I, I am told that you are a Vietnam veteran. Yes, sir. Thank you for your service. Oh, my, it was my honor. Um, I um, I was listening to you on the way home. I, I do every night, and um, for somebody to um, profit for um our service does not seem right to me. Okay. And um. Quite frankly, I think the money should be returned to the VA by these um, sports sports authorities. And I'm I'm not a very articulate person, so please bear with me. But um, um, it's not right. I mean, what makes it not right, Gabe? We served. We served with honor. We served for America. We served for nothing more um, than um, the love of our country. And excuse me, I'm I'm very uh, broken up about this. That that. People with all this money, as in sports, uh, um, sports owners and things like that, would um, accept money um, for our service. And you have to guide me through. I've never, I've never talked to. You. Never talked to a, a talko show, and uh, I am. Uh, I, I I really don't know what to say, but I, 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 I this this is not right. Gabe, were you uh, drafted or did you volunteer? No, sir, I volunteered. What year? Nineteen sixty-eight. And what were the circumstances under which you volunteered? Um, I just wanted to, uh, uh, basically, I wanted to get out of a very small town in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania and stop working at a toy factory and um, uh, go on with my life. And how? which branch did you sign up for? I signed up at the Army. And where was the Army sign-up? Where where was the center? It was Philadelphia. And how far away was that? Um, well, it was uh, where, from where I, where I lived. Yeah. Uh, uh, shoot, um, the um, water gap, um, wind gap, wind gap, uh, water gap. I, I don't know. I don't know how far it was. I mean, was it an I, hour drive? Was it two hours drive? Was it just over well, the bridge? No, it was approximately, uh, approximately maybe a two-hour drive. And how long did you serve? Two years. Did you ever regret signing up 
Never. Did you ever regret it afterwards? Never. And I have a daughter in the Army now. I mean, the Navy, excuse me. And, um, man, somebody has to do something for these people that served. And we're not getting it from the government. No, you're not getting it from the government, but, you know, Gabe, I'm not a veteran, so I can't speak from personal experience. But I, I understand, I, I'm not sir. the guy that's that's in the parade while it's marching down the street. I, I'm the guy that tries to make sure we have plenty of people on the sidewalk. But I feel, just based on the response to my pleas to get people to show veterans how much we appreciate I feel that we're getting a better response today than we have in a very long time. That may just be... I certainly hope so. Yeah, I I, I do. Uh, uh, and I don't say that just to make you feel better. I, I honestly feel that people have come to appreciate. And I think a lot of it is the VA stories. And I think a lot of it is 22 uh, uh, suicides by veterans per day. I think a lot of people are beginning to realize, hey, uh, these guys are, are, are going to hell and back. And let's make sure we're all here to support them. That, that's, that's what a sense of community. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's what a nation is. It's borders and it's appreciation for your veterans when they come home. That That's what a nation is. It's that time. Lock and load. The Michael Berry Show is on the air. USA Today ran with a story that uh, came from a statement from the U.S. Armed Services Committee chaired by John McCain that was troubled that the Pentagon would um, pay more than $9 million to professional sports teams for what they call uh, paid patriotism events staged. Now, to be sure, I'm sure professional sports teams are not uh, getting paid for every time they honor veterans whether that be ticket giveaways or on field. And and listen, I I don't have a problem with anyone announcing, hey, we're doing something free for the veterans for two reasons. Number one, you lose money off of that. In In the short term, you lose money off of that. And if in the long term you make money off of it, great. I hope you make money off of it. I hope a lot of other people, including veterans, say, I have a choice of what sporting events to go to. I have a choice of where to buy burgers. I have a choice of where to watch movies. And as a result of that kind gesture, I'm going to spend my dollars with you. 
I love that. I think that's healthy. You don't have to do it anonymously. It can be part of your marketing. Number one is it, it's for if I think it's good business because our community cares, not everybody, but the, the people that you want as customers care about those kind of things. And number two, the other reason that I don't have a problem if you pound your chest when you do it is because you urge other people to do so in the process. Other people go, hey, they they did that. We hadn't thought about that. Hey, guys, we have some unused inventory. Why don't we do this for the veterans? Well, you know, we're, our venue is not being used on this night. Why don't we do a veterans event? Our uh, we have x extra pounds of beef. Why don't why don't we do a, a barbecue for these guys? We have extra shoes at the end of the year. Why don't we say we're going to give these to veterans? I don't think you have to do that silently. You know, there is, there is the biblical verse of whether you get your reward on heaven in, in heaven or on earth. But I don't think anything. I think that's good business. I think part of being a good business is giving back to the community, and I think weaving that into the fabric of who you are, rather than separating it into compartments, is healthy. It's good. It's proper, and it's a sound business practice, as it should be. Is that Mac? Hey, you're up. Thank you. Hello. Mac in Baton Rouge. Where you live in Baton Rouge, Mac? Uh, southwest quadrant. Okay. And what's the community called? Uh, off of Segan and Perkins, that area. Oh, okay. All right. I know where that is. I know where Fort Segan I- is. I know where Segan is. Let me say that. All right. Segan Lane. Yeah. Named after a war hero, as I understand. I did not know that. That's what I understand. What do you do, Mac? Uh, public service. All right. Go ahead. I'm in sense, and I mean down to the to the core, that a sports organization such as the Cowboys or the Saints or the Astros or whatever organization you want to call it would even consider charging to have the American flag unfurled on the field by our service members. I mean, they're going to play the the anthem anyhow. They've got flags hanging on the walls. Why wouldn't they just want to take part in that as a matter of their public service and maybe their patriotic duty as a corporate sponsor as opposed to taking money? When you figure you can't park for less than about 25 to 40 bucks, you can't buy a cold drink in, in a stadium or what have you for less than 8 to 12 bucks. It just goes up. It's astronomical. Then you look at these young folks playing, and ain't a one of them gets, gets on a set of pads or a set of tennis shoes or what have you for less than a half million dollars a year on the low end. Mac, I'm going to grant you extra credit for saying tennis shoes. I've been, I've been, uh, I'm a public education product, so, you know. Uh, no, I, I like that. I like that. Um, let me play devil's advocate for a moment. All right. What I suspect happens is not that, you know, the 
I'm going to pick a team in a market where we're not on terrestrial radio. We have listeners there, but we're not on terrestrial radio. I, I suspect the Minnesota Vikings say do not say, hey, if you want to pay us $50,000, we'll unfurl the flag and have four veterans come out, and we'll promise 10 women will cry. I don't think that's what happens. I think what probably happens is they have partnerships, ongoing partnerships with – uh, the service branches. Let's say the Minnesota Vikings, and this is all hypothetical. I am making this up, folks. Let's say the Minnesota Vikings have a relationship with the United States Army, and as part of that relationship, the Vikings say, you know, for a package of $250,000 this year, we will give you X number of seats uh, for veterans or recruits or recruiters or whatever you want to use them for. We'll give you signage in that corner, signage over the restroom, uh, signage on tickets, and uh, if you want to add another $25,000, we will do a night. Every night we honor something. If you want to add another $25,000, we will add a night where we honor the, the Army, and we'll work with you on what that will look like. And the Army says, we'll take the package plus the twenty-five, And they go, here's what we'd like to do. We'd like to have some National Guardsmen unfurl the flag because we're trying to recruit for the National Guard because that's guys that have day jobs. And, and that's the kind of people that we expect are coming to the baseball game. Okay, we will agree to accommodate that by booking an extra 15 minutes before the, the game, and, and your crew will do that. We don't do that every night, but that's how I suspect that goes down. Does that still bother you? I'm going to double down against it. If it weren't for the military, past, present, and future, there wouldn't be no football games played. So – Agreed. I, you I think, think about it. You think about it. They don't play football in Russia. They sure as hell don't play football in China. Well, they do. They just don't. They, they, it's the wrong sport. But you're right. You're right. But but let let me say this. Um, do you have a problem with the military paying for marketing at a public event like that? Hmm. Yes, I believe that's a corporate sponsor responsibility. I believe that's a public service responsibility. Hmm. Okay. And I'm not sorry for believing that. I'm not suggesting you should be. I don't think we have to resolve every issue with every call. The the beauty is to uh, add various opinions into the the melting pot, the fondue, as as, uh, Ramon is, is famous for. Absolutely. Are you a veteran, Mac? No, but I grew up in amongst them. Okay. What do you do now? Oh, public service, you said. Yeah. I don't know. Does that mean you're uh, a cop? I, I was a cop for 32 years. Okay. All right. I heard in that years, I heard a little hint of a Baton Rouge accent. I'm, gl- I'm grateful for that. Thank you for the I call, Mac. Listening on WJBO. The Michael Berry Show. Turned 35 last Sunday And his hair he found some gray But he still ain't changed his lifestyle He likes it better the old way So he grows a little garden In the backyard by the fence He's consuming what he's growing Nowadays in self-defense He gets out there in the twilight zone Sometimes when it just don't make no sense 
He gets off on country music Cause disco left him cold He's got young friends and a new wave But he's just too freaking old And he dreams at night of Woodstock And the day John Lennon died And the music made him happy And the silence made him cry Yeah, he thinks of John sometimes And he has to wonder why If you missed our early show today, I would encourage you to give it a listen. You can go to michaelberry.com and listen to the podcast. Or if you have the iHeartRadio uh, iHeart app, I know some of you tune out when I say the word app. It's like Twitter, and you immediately say, I ain't doing that Twitter or tweet talking or whatever. I ain't doing that. Michael, I ain't going to do it. But I will tell you, it, it's very simple. An app is a little program, simple. You go on there. It says App Store. Get your grandkids to do it. You push one button, you got our show preloaded, and you can listen to any show anytime. So you're working out, you're going for a walk, you're cutting the grass, you're in the pickup line to pick up your kids, you're in the doctor's office waiting. People tell me they listen to podcasts in all sorts of places. And you've got a ready-made radio show to put in your ear right there on the spot. It's, it's just great. And it'll take you five minutes to set it up, and then you can go back. There's actually a Michael Berry Show channel on iHeart. Our company set up for our show an entire channel, and it's like uh, uh, it's like on XM or, or uh, on the satellite where you have somebody's channel, but that's just their name. This is our show all the time. You can go there and listen to all five hours every single day. But the reason I tell you that is th- this morning on our early show today, I talked about gun control. And how every time you hear the Democrats talk about gun control, you should rejoice. And I explain why. Uh, gun control is good for us. If Democrats stake their future on gun control, we win. Checkmate. And what we should do is bait them into talking about gun control. God knows we don't want there to be shootings because that's when they jump up and scream it. We don't. But what we do want to do is we want to talk about them gun-grabbing all the time and have them threaten to take away our guns. Because while they're threatening to take away our guns, we're talking about what we want to talk about. Don't take away my gun, Hillary. Don't take away my gun. Please, please, please don't take away my gun. Can we talk about how you want to take away my gun? Please don't take away my gun. The more they talk about it, the more we win. Milton, you're on the Michael Berry Show. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Uh, your screener asked if I was somebody else, and I promised him I wouldn't. What do you mean, That's somebody it. else? <laughs> I guess I sounded like somebody or somebody made a suggestion about my, what I was going to talk about. Did anyway, he tell you who the somebody else was? Yeah, I don't know. It's not right to say their name on the radio. Oh, okay. Because, uh, you know, anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Uh, I got a suggestion for the use of the acetone. Uh Use it for homeless vets. Uh, you know, a lot of these vets come out all over the country. Don't have a central place to go to. Uh, they don't. They have a lot of skills that they could refurbish. You know, blah blah blah. The acetone and all that kind of stuff. Give them a place to live. Learn a new trade. You remember the wood shops from your high school? Yeah, we had them at my school. Uh, God bless America. Welding uh, wood shop. 
Yeah, yeah I got my ass whooped one time by Stephen Fuselier outside the welding shop. We had our our uh, trigonometry class, oddly enough. We had an old sheet metal building away from – we had a real old building on our campus. It was the original building. It was from 1927. It was called the Alamo, and it was they've since torn it down. But yeah. you had to leave the Alamo, which was the main building, to go walking out to this old converted storage shed, and they split the shed in half, well, into about five to five – Five sixths of it, and then one sixth. The one sixth was our was a classroom, and they converted that to a trig class because it was the first year they taught trig there. And then the other five sixths was sheet metal, and there was yeah. a guy in the sheet metal class, and I'd been running my mouth about his sister, which was just dumb. Learned lesson <laughs> learned for the rest of my life. Sometimes you know the the failures are the the best thing. Anyway, I got my butt whooped outside the uh, the uh, welding shop, but we had that, and I'll tell you what else we had that's that is critical. We had the, the, the Purple Coast, the FFA. Man. Well, that was going to be my first suggestion for the use of the Astrodome, a free place for all the kids to go for the rodeo. But Milton, uh, hold on, Milton. I got to tell you. I, sure. I, I got to tell you something. I, I, I just did an interview yesterday. We, we're prepackaging these interviews, which we're going to air. Um, what we'd love to do is add an hour to the show yep. and and do these interviews because I don't get to I don't get to spend an hour doing an interview with fascinating people that have written a book or done something interesting or go back and see where are people now, like where's Bernie Getz today, for instance. Yeah. Um, and, and the interview I did was on a guy that wrote a book called Guerrilla Parenting. And the book was about uh, instead of worrying about formal education as much as we do, teach your kids teach your kids to do different things. Let them work on cars. Let them farm. Let them, and the, the importance of these things to a child's yeah. development – and in the state of Texas, are you in Texas? I'm in, uh, yes. Okay. Yes. In the state of Texas, agriculture is still a critically important component of our economy. It still drives a lot of things, and yet most of it's coming out of Texas A&M, and it's, it's still family farms, and it does not get its due, and young people don't see how much opportunity there is in agriculture. But anyway, that's not what you call it. Go ahead. Uh Hell, it sounds dumb now. <laughs> anyway, we had a, I used to work out at Ellington as a technician on Apaches. Went to Iraq till 607. Anyway, we used to have a young kids, high school kids, got busted for pot or minor offenses, come out there and do community services. Listen to this. About 18 years old, when a kid come out there to do community service, no, I beg your pardon, he was out of school. 18 years old, come out there to do his community service plan, asked me how to use a mop and a mop bucket. Take it to the bank, buddy. <laughs> wow. You know, that's a great example. Children growing up without learning life skills, self-reliance. That's what happens when you helicopter parent. That's what happens when your kid can't walk home. That's what happens when your kid can't ride his bicycle. I send my kids in when we go to, if they want if they want a Subway sandwich, I, I send them in with a credit card, and I watch from outside through the glass. And I've had people come out, are those your kids? Yeah, they're my kids. They're by themselves. Yeah, they're eight and nine, and they're together, and they know what to do, and I'm right here, and I'm armed. Like, oh, my God, the kid was he cut the umbilical cord, and they wandered off four feet. Good grief. Let young people grow up. Let them learn. Let them become independent. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So that they might actually dare to move out of your house. We are raising a nation of little kids whose mommy and daddy have booked every minute of their day. They're in lessons. They're in sporting events. They're being shuttled here and there. Their parents, their mother has become nothing more than a taxi service. And they're sitting and being tutored on everything. From the moment they wake up till the moment they go to sleep, they don't have a, a second, not a second, to figure out who they are. They don't have any free play. They don't go roam the neighborhood. They don't, you know build a tree house, they don't go kill a snake, nothing, because we're so worried that they're going to get butt-diddled by the child molesters everywhere. My goodness, we must think everybody's a child molester. And then these children, they do this a whole thing, then they go off to college, and they stay there as long as they can because they don't have – they're 25 years old voting for Obama and have no clue how anything is done. They think the gasoline that appears in your car is evil – they have no idea how it got there, but they don't like fossil fuels. This is our fault. We're not teaching our children how the world works. Captain Sum Ting Wong. Well, something must be right. You're listening to Michael Berry. You're on the Michael Berry Show. We were talking about the Pentagon, a new report coming out from the U.S. Senate, paying professional sports teams to stage events, what is being called paid patriotism. Your thoughts, sir? Well, you know, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit surprised by your take regarding this issue, especially since propaganda has always been used you think back however long you want to think back to, I mean, hell, to the Greek days, and when you, to increase awareness, education, recruitment, or wherever you stand, it might, you might call it brainwashing or patriotism. It, it doesn't matter. There's always been, a, been a, some sort of necessary cooperation between private and public enterprise. So when I heard about the military paying for these, I, I did give it some thought because I, I didn't hear it today. I heard it, I think it was yesterday or the day before. But, but think about it like this. You're going to these high-priced events, as the other gentleman um, uh, had already stated, and they've already raped you. They have you in the seat. Why not have us watch something that contributes to the ability to realize how, why you have the freedom to spend the crazy, do- the crazy dollars to enjoy those events? But also, if you look at the flip side, the, the, the owner, a private entity, mind you, is approached by the military for whatever price you want to name. And the owner says, no, thank you, we're not interested. 
now you've lost the opportunity to make that veteran in the stand feel appreciated. You've lost the opportunity to show the, pu- the public will land that, that the services care about you. I can't imagine that, that they're charging top dollar to the military for that. I could be wrong. But if you, if you look at what other artists or what have you will pay or will be paid to entertain at halftime, there might be a deal there. So it's, it's kind of a touch ish, issue depending on, on where you stand. Does that make sense? I I hear what you're saying, um, but, well, then let me ask you this. Yes, sir. What if you find out that a story on the evening news about a guy who passed out and he was laying across the train tracks, and a man comes running up, he's wearing a military uniform, he's a veteran, he's just come home, he got off the train, he sees a man laying across the tracks, right? Right. And instead of being like Snidely DeVille, he actually grabs the man and pulls him off the tracks. And the whole thing was captured on a hidden camera, and that man becomes a hero. Right. And we put him on the evening news, and everybody loves him. And later we find out the whole thing was staged. No problem there, right? I mean, as long as the military paid for it? No. No. If, if the, well, here, here's the thing. Back on that. I if we know, what do we know or not that the military is paying for it, I don't think is the issue. I, I think the issue is we have an expectation. And, and you, you support the, milit- the military a ton, and, and that's awesome. So you have a certain expectation in your mind uh, of, of what you see out, out there is masked by your expectation. And then when you find out that your, expecta- your expectation uh, wasn't exactly what you expected, we're disappointed. But if you go back to the business side of the Michael Berry, Michael Berry is a businessman, and Michael Berry understands that here is an owner, a private entity that doesn't have to cooperate or even entertain the military in any way, shape, or form. And so it's it's we were disappointed based upon our expectation, and, and that's what makes it a, you know kind of a, a yeah. touchy subject. There's there's no doubt we, we're disappointed based on our expectation, but is that a reasonable expectation? Is it an expectation they believed? Uh, we would reasonably hold. I, I think that it's a very touchy subject. Now that this has been exposed, well, then I tell you what. All right, so so we had the expectation. A- again, nobody minds that the military has paid to put a sign up in the corner that says U.S. Army. We see that right next to IBM and Apple and whatever else. We expect that. They paid for that. That's why it's up there. If it's printed on the ticket when we go in, they sponsored the show. We know that. They paid for that. What we don't expect is when they bring someone out to the middle of the field to be honored because they were the 1,000th person through the door, and then their husband sneaks up behind them, and he just got back from Afghanistan, and the wife and kids break down and start crying, and, and the whole place is moved by this experience, and you find out, that while the wife didn't actually know, the military paid for that, that, that they staged this whole thing. I, is it legal? Yes, it's absolutely legal. But now what happens? You know, live, live as if you expect these things to see the light of day. Do things, if you're the United States military, that are honorable and decent and can withstand the scrutiny of the sunlight and now what happens? Now, what's going to happen after this? After no lies have been told, the truth has been revealed. That's all. 
No one is out to destroy the military or the sports teams. What happens the next time at a football game when a soldier who's come home deserving of our honest, candid, sincere, earnest love comes up behind his wife, she turns around, she starts crying, he hugs her. What happens now, Carmelo? What happens as a result of this? Do you, do you think it reduces the emotion as a result? I think every situation is, is different. But, I, uh, you know, de- debating it with you is, is kind of a tough because uh, you don't believe in Santa Claus. And I'm surprised that your, your take now today is, is almost as though you didn't know that there was some sort of propaganda or some sort of showmanship. No, I didn't. And, and I, 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 I never would have believed sports teams would have, would have allowed that, uh, that this would happen. Here's the problem, Carmelo. You're telling me, and I hear this with black politics, with, with, the, with black voters with regard to corruption by Democrats all the time. When you tell them there's corruption in the system, they say, oh, everybody's corrupt, so I just assumed it. Wait a minute. We know that there are some bad actors. But if we're going to accept corruption on the base, if we're going to accept that we've been duped out of all this because we know that mankind's always been duped, then then what's left? I think we're better than that. The Michael Berry Show. Jana, you're on the Michael Berry Show. What you got, dear? I just wanted to tell you that if you uh, want to be able to defend yourself and what your thoughts are on where you stand, if you're a Republican or a Democrat or whatever, you need to have a 16-year-old living in your house. Because I feel like on a daily basis, sometimes more than once a day, I am uh, having my own national debate with my child because I, I'm raising smart girls. And... We're we're my husband and I are pretty outspoken politically. I, I typically vote Republican and I'm registered Republican, but you know, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm gonna vote for Jeb Bush because he's a Republican. So I agree with everything you said, but I will tell you when you're raising a sixteen year old who's smart, she's very smart and she is in the liberal arts community. She's a theater kid. So she's surrounded by people who think differently than we do. And so I don't shove it down her throat because I feel like, like anything else, if I said, here, I like this outfit, wear this, she would go wear something completely the opposite because that's what a 16-year-old does. But yesterday in particular, she came home, and it's, I think she does it on purpose because she needs to vent, I guess. And she came home. We don't live in the city of Houston. We live in Brazoria County. So I couldn't even vote in the, uh, the election on um, the uh, ordinance, but I knew it was coming, and she, she came home, and she said, so what do you think about the the ordinance? And I said, well, what do you mean what do I think? And she I made her be very specific, and, and I said, well, I would be against it, and, and she said, well, I'm not, and she went on a whole, you know, 16-year-old tangent, altruistic BS that they typically do, and I said, well, explain to me why you were before it. Did you read it? You know, and it's, I feel like I'm constantly having to prove myself. So at least, if nothing else, you 
you become more informed as a parent if you're a good parent, I guess. So you at least give them something to make their own decisions on. But I will ask you, how many parents out there do you think do what our parents did, which my parents, first off, never discussed politics with me. And they just did what their parents did and expected me to do what they did. Now, I feel like it's so important, her generation specifically, that we need to, you know, explain why we feel how we feel. Because she doesn't understand why I would support someone like Ted Cruz because she knows that I I support gay rights and gay marriage, all of that. I, I get it. Socially, I, 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 I support that. But everything else. I'm very conservative, everything. And so I say, you know, you can't, you're not going to find somebody that's perfect out there. You you have to pay attention and see how they voted and pick somebody that on the majority of things that are important to you votes how you want. And so I heard her tell her classmates when I was serving food at a event the other day, they were all bashing Trump, which is what they do at this age, you know, and they were talking about imitating him and things. And I laughed because my kid, who is usually the one doing that to me, <laughs> stood up and was sort of the, you know, voice of reason in the crowd, which I don't know if that was for my benefit because she knew I could hear it or if that's just over time she realizes that's what you're supposed to do. So I'll let, I'll let you go. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, fair points. Um, something you said in there that I, I, would, I, I would caution people against is – that you're not a Republican because of whether you're for abortion or not. And you're not a Republican because um, you're for or against the global warming hysteria. That's These are not the reasons you have your views. And, and that's what troubles me. That's where people get into trouble. That is where people get into trouble. You have to first figure out who you are and what you believe about life and then all the issues that come and go. And they will. They will. Issues will come and go. Issues will take on greater or lesser importance depending on the cycle and the time and the news. You know, crime becomes real important when it spikes or when it's covered, and then it becomes less important. And you don't realize, but you're changing your opinions or your importance on those opinions you're moving it up and down in your list of what's most important. Illegal immigration, abortion, death penalty, crime, law enforcement, global warming, all of these things. But that's not who you are. Who you are is who you are, and because of who you are, you have opinions. But those opinions are not what makes you who you are. It's deeper than that because there will be a new issue that will arise next year. It might be transgenders in the restroom. Uh, it, it might be participation trophies. It, it might be something you've never thought of, but it will arise. And at that moment, you'll have to ask yourself, how do I feel about this consistent with what I believe about the world? Next year, they'll decide that you can't ride a motorcycle. And if your immediate reaction is, well, I don't ride motorcycles anyway, so they can take that away then you should ask yourself, what are my principles? Are my principles that I only care about things when the government comes after me? Because many people do have that opinion. And that's one of the reasons you can't fight back the onslaught of the collective against the individual is often the individual sees as purely rational. And in the self-preservation sense, it is purely rational in the short term. 
It is purely rational to say they're not bothering me today. Let them bother him. The problem becomes in the long term. Of course, John Maynard Keynes said in the long term we're all dead, but or in the long run we're all dead. But in the long term, that government powerful enough to take from him is powerful enough to turn on you and do the same. And so I would encourage each of you to leave the political issues, the platforms, the promises, the slogans out of it and ask yourself, what do you believe? Spend some time by yourself. What do you believe? Take abortion and, and all that taxes all out of it. What do you believe about the role of the individual versus the collective? Do you believe that the collective needs to set rules and regulations and that the collective will tend to be more logical and, and rational because some individuals will make bad decisions? Because the same rule you apply to individuals who make bad decisions is the same rule you'll apply to individuals who make good ones. And the same restrictions you impose upon people who become fraudsters or bad business owners or unclean operators of restaurants will be the same rule you will apply that will keep Steve Jobs from opening his business or Zuckerberg from opening his. And so you have to step back and ask yourself, I'm going to have to tolerate some imperfection in the world. Will I always throw out the baby with the bathwater because there is a little grainy in the, in the water? You have to ask yourself those questions because usually bad policies are wrapped in the desire to solve some small problem and create far bigger problems as a result of it. Think, for instance, uh, Black Lives Matter. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.